Welcome to Camp Pearls. It's a good day to have a great day podcast. Be sure to join us for weekly episodes. Now, here's Brother Don. Well, hello everyone once again. Welcome to It's a Good Day to Have a Great Day. I hope that you have been having great days despite this inclement cold weather that I don't care for, but I'm thankful knowing that God gives us what's best, and I take that as a gift from Him. Hey, we've got two more weeks coming up before our first class for the new year. That's right, starting on Tuesday, February the 6th. We'll be teaching two classes here at Count Pearl Ministries, one called Bibliology, the other one New Testament Survey. We've been talking about it for several weeks now. There's information on our website. If you still have questions about that, please email us, let us know, and we'll be glad to answer any questions you may have. The big thing this spring is that you are able to take these courses right from your home. That's right. Using this Zoom room that we have set up here at Camp Pearl, you can log in and be live with us and take the course right from your home. Tuesday, February the 6th. The next couple of sessions, I want to talk with you about this particular word called participles. Well, that tickles your fancy, right? Participles, what does that have to do with spirituality? Well, I find it interesting that there are three passages of Scripture that I would like for us to look at the next three sessions together. All three have three different participles, and all three, I think, have a significant role in helping us understand the commands that Scripture gives us in those three selected passages. Now, for instance, the first one I want to look at is the one that you should be familiar with. It's part of the Great Commission. You know, final words are very important for us. Whenever you have a last word, usually that is, hey, don't forget this, Well, the Lord Jesus gave us not once, twice, three times, but four times recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and in the Acts of the Apostles, his great commission. I suggest to you it's pretty important, but what is that great commission and how am I to fulfill it? I find it interesting in Matthew's account of that great commission in Matthew chapter 28, we find the same command, and then it's interesting that there are three participles. Now, I mentioned to you at the beginning what these participles are. They, You can find these participles in a sentence, maybe looking for an I-N-G word. These are words that would help describe what I am to be doing, and in fact, Tell me how I am to do it. Let's get right to it. The Lord Jesus says, and Matthew records in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. 
And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Well, what is it exactly that Jesus wants us to do? It seems as though by a casual reading that there are several things that I'm to be doing, but really there's only one imperative. Now, you know what an imperative is. An imperative is a command. It's a directive. It is an issue for me to do something. And the command in Matthew's account of this great commission is found in the word make disciples. Now, that is the translation that I'm using here, make disciples. It is from a Greek word which means to be a learner, make learners. In fact, it was used outside of the Bible. This particular word, mathetes, was used outside of the Bible to describe someone who is teaching another person how to do something like someone playing the flute. A flautist would be one who would instruct him how to, or her, how to play the flute. It could be uh, understood maybe as an apprentice. Maybe you want to be an electrician and you follow a master electrician around as that person's apprentice. You are his mathetes. You are his learner, his disciple. Well, that's the idea that the Lord Jesus desires for all of us to do in all nations, wherever we are. We are to be making learners of Jesus, followers, disciples of Jesus. That's the concept. Now, if that's the command, then how do we go about doing that? Well, I'm so thankful that the Lord Jesus doesn't leave us hanging, leave us in the dark wondering what we should do. He gives us pretty clear instruction. This is how it's to be done. Let me get a little technical with you from this passage. He says that we are to make disciples of all the nations. And then he uses these I-N-G words that I call them. The first one found in verse 19 is going, G-O-I-N-G. Now, your translation may have just the word go or maybe as you go, but actually it is a participle. The second one is also found in verse 19 where he says baptizing. And then the third one is the first word in my translation in verse 20, the word teaching. So there you have it. How do I make disciples? Going, baptizing, and teaching. Well, you're saying, well, those things look pretty foreign to me. I've never baptized a person in my life, and I'm not sure that I will. So therefore, I can't make disciples? Well, hold on. Let's see what the significance of these words are. The first one of the participles is going, and really, as is mentioned in some translations, it could be as you go or wherever you are. One of the things that I've discovered in life is that wherever I am, I can usually find people around me. We're not living in isolation. Wherever you are in your neighborhood or in your schools or on your jobs or in the grocery store or wherever it is, 
There are people around you. So the concept is be intentional. Look for opportunities to make disciples, learners of Jesus. So I suggest to you that the Lord Jesus wants us to be intentional in seeking people to become followers of Jesus. But before they can become followers of Jesus, they need to know Jesus as their Savior. And that, quite frankly, is what I see in the second participle, the word baptizing them. Baptize always means identification. Now, that is another topic for another time. But quite honestly, when you see the word baptize in the New Testament, if you want to look for one object identifying with another object or one person identifying with another person, it's probably found in the context That's what really baptizo, that's the Greek word, means to identify. And so what are we identifying here? Well, when you physically are baptized, you are identifying with what Jesus did. He died, was buried, and he rose again. And when you identify with Christ, you're telling others, I have believed on him. He is the one who delivered me from my sin condition and made me his forever child. That is seen in this concept of baptizing. I don't know that scripture ever speaks of anyone who is not a believer that was baptized. The reason I'm baptized is to publicly declare to all those who are watching that I have already identified with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So the first step really in seeking to make disciples is number one, I'm intentional with the people around me. I'm looking for opportunities to get them to become identified with Jesus so that ultimately they could become followers of Jesus. Let me ask you, how intentional are you in your conversations with those around you to bring up Jesus's name, to discuss spiritual things. Honestly, I'm convinced when we talk about making disciples that there should be folks in our circles, those who do not know Jesus as their Savior and those who do, and I'm seeking to make disciples of both groups. Uh, The first group, I seek to make disciples of them by getting them to place their trust in Jesus signifying by baptizing them. And the second group is the third word, the third participle in this text, and that is found in verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. That is, those who have placed their faith in Jesus, signified by being baptized, then I am to instruct. I am to teach them. These are those that I've already led to Christ, and I'm seeking now to get them to grow in Christ. So I intentionally seek to meet with them, and in our conversations about life, I tell them what God says in his word, and as we share life together, I show them what God says by living it before them. All of this is done in the context of making disciples. That's the command that Jesus gives us. 
That's something that he wants every Christian to be involved in doing. How do we do it? Well, wherever we are, as we're going, we need to look for people. Number two, we need to bring up the subject of Jesus as we seek to get them to identify with Christ and sharing the good news of Jesus. And then number three, just to share life with them about how to grow as a Christian, teaching them to observe all things. So let me ask you, how intentional are you in your relationships that you have with other people? Do you have some non-Christian friends that you could disciple? That's right. To get them to come to faith in Christ? How intentional are you in doing that? And do you have other Christian friends that you know of that, you know, we just never really talk about the Lord But maybe, just maybe, in your conversations, you could be intentional in teaching them. Hey, let's talk about what the Lord's doing in your life. Or maybe some areas that you are struggling in in your life. These are some ways that I've found I can be an overcomer as a Christian. And maybe they could help you. How great that would be, right? So, three participles. One command. Make disciples. Well, Jesus, how do I do that? Well, wherever you are, look for people. Be intentional about that. Number two, as you look for people, be intentional about seeking to share the good news of Jesus with them. You can do that. And then number three, once they trust Christ, be intentional about seeking to help them grow as a believer now in Christ. Teach them to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. So there you have it. He's given us command. And then he told us, here's how you do it. So quite frankly, we have no excuses. So I hope and pray that you're turning this good day into a great day. It would be a super great day if you were involved in this process of making disciples. I hope that you are. Let me pray with you. Oh, Father, I'm so thankful that you have given us clear-cut commands. These are good ones. They're not bad for us. They're good for us and they glorify you. This one that we've seen today of making disciples is not just for a select few people in this world, but is for everyone who knows Jesus as their Savior, that they could get others to know him and to grow in him as well. I pray, therefore, that they will take this command of making disciples and then these three little participles, wherever they are, be intentional around the people that they are with. Number two, to seek to evangelize, baptizing them. Get them to identify with who Jesus is and what he did for them. And then number three, be intentional about growing together in Christ's likeness. May we throw away all the excuses of really not knowing how. May we see that Jesus showed us how. Here's the command, make disciples, and here's how you do it. May we be involved in that today, and in so doing, turn this good day into a great one. That's my prayer for all who are listening today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We would love for you to share this with a friend. 
And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about Camp Pearl Ministries or to help support this podcast and other gospel outreach, visit us online at camppearl.com. We pray you have a great day today, right now, in the life only Jesus can give.